Put paste and delay creates. Question. How much thought do you put into what you eat after a run and how well it actually helps you recover? If you're like the silly and uneducated three years ago version of me, it's more like, how easy is it to get? Am I full? Okay, I'm good. Learn about the eight best science-based whole foods for everyday run recovery on this episode of Trees and D-Lake. Don't master a lot. Don't master a little. Just stay in the middle. Don't master all. Don't master none. Just be, just be a master of some. What is up? Welcome to Trees and D-Lake, a podcast series by Mike Trees and yours truly, Darren D-Lake Creates. In this series, our goal is to educate and entertain smart and committed runners. A bit more on that from Mike Trees. And the aim of this podcast is to give, in a lighthearted, amusing and entertaining way, hints and tips to help you all run better and enjoy your sporting life more. So let's see how we can go with that. Mike's being pretty modest. He has over 50 years of running and doing triathlons under his belt. And if you're wondering about me, I've been in the endurance sport game for about 25 years now, done a sub three hour marathon and completed an Ironman triathlon in 10 hours. We appreciate all the help and support that we can get. So if you can, please share out this episode to someone that you know that would like this. Oh, quick language warning. In some rare instances, we might use some bad words. So apologies in advance for that. This episode actually goes really well with an episode that we released earlier that was around the best science-based supplements that you can use for run recovery. But this one's obviously about whole foods. And let's talk about whole foods. And I mean real foods that are easy to find, not processed packaged foods and not seasonal foods that you get from some random part of the world every three to six months. As we're traveling now more for training and racing, you want to be able to consume these foods regularly and find them easily. What you'll learn in this episode, the actual eight foods, because again, we don't hide anything. So we've got one fish, two protein shake slash smoothie, three rice, all types, four potatoes, all types again, five berries, six nut butters, seven salted nuts, and eight will be seeds. You'll also learn how Mike's 80-20 training transfers into nutrition, fun facts about colored rice and white potatoes, new science around the benefits of consuming peanut butter around marathons for potentially performance gains, and much more. Let's get into the weeds or grass or rice for the eight best real whole foods for running recovery that you can get easily. Warm-up complete. Let's start it off. One, fish. What types of fish do you eat and why is it beneficial? Well, I'm uh, currently living in Tokyo, so I probably eat just (laughs) a huge range of fish. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, from the the white oily fishes, the herrings, the mackerels, uh, through to the the tunas and the salmons, uh, there's uh, cold water fishes, a big variety of fish. Uh, and all fish, I think, is is pretty healthy for you. And uh, yeah, so going back just one step, the reason you know, I I big believer in, in eating you know, whole foods, real foods, as opposed to vitamins and supplements, uh, and trying to keep off processed foods. Just from my research over the years, it seems that processed foods, anything that's made in a factory is not particularly healthy for us. So let's get things as close to nature as we can. And and apart from that, I'm not too fussy. So if we're eating, you know, potatoes, rice, uh, fruit, vegetables, fishes, and eggs, dairy, and and meat. I don't actually eat meat, but uh, 
yeah, it, it's all good, healthy stuff. Uh, and I try and stay off in, in the classic one in the supermarket from the center aisles. If you go around the edge of the supermarket, that's where all the fresh food is and all the whole foods are. If you go down the middle of the aisles, that's when all the processed packaged foods are. Uh, they're not as good for us. But uh, one little thing I also would like to add is, although I'm mentioning all this, I do live by the 80-20 rule. So, you know, 20% of my time, I will have tortilla chips. I will have Mexican food or Chinese takeaway, you know, but it, it will be two out of 10 meals, not, uh, you know, eight out of 10 meals. So the other 80% of the time, I'm trying to get it right. Uh, and then getting back to fish, well, it's been suggested you know, that, that fish, it help, it's, it's protein, so it's going to help with muscle recovery. The fish oils will help with inflammation caused by the exercise and will aid with a quicker recovery. It may mean you know, less muscle soreness, which, you know, more training would probably help you get faster at running. Uh, it's, you know, it's all been looked at, the, you know, lung performance, uh, it's going to help with that as well. Uh, yeah. So uh, the, the fish oils will help improve the, the blood flow and therefore that will help deliver more oxygen uh, to the, the muscles at peak performance times. Joint health, uh, the omega fatty three acids will help ease joint stiffness uh, and come back the chemicals that may cause cartilage damage in the joints. Uh, again, it, it's low. It's low in sugar. These are high in fats, are low in sugars. So it suggested that it actually might help with uh, more fat loss. It, you know, it, research shows that the, the more fat we eat actually doesn't make us fatter. It means we're eating less sugars, and we might actually, uh, therefore, uh, not store as much fat in the bodies if we're getting more fat in our diet. Uh, and, and the big one that uh, I've sort of touched on is fish is is great for heart health and that's why we take fish oils and and as well as fish i probably do overkill on this uh because omega-3 is good for heart health uh and so you know fish is, is good for heart health uh so i probably don't need the the fish oil supplements because i'm getting so much fish in my diet i eat fish every day in japan uh, so hopefully I won't get uh, cardiovascular disease as I grow older. So, yep, fish, it's a big one. Uh, and I recommend uh, everyone should eat fish at least once a week. You know, I, I try and get it some, some sort of fish once a day. So Yeah. And if you're vegan, uh, there's a lot of ways to get protein, um, you know, and, and fish like omega-3s yep. from beans and, you know, tofu ish flax uh, seeds as we said flax and, and seeds, walnuts yeah. flax seeds uh, i'll give you omega-3s it, it's harder i this isn't you know we're, we're not uh vegan and so it, it i think that's a uh, conversation separate conversations again for people who are vegan and, and trying to live in a vegan diet because it it is much more complex uh to get the vitamin minerals and fat balances to a vegan diet yeah definitely that, that sounds like an episode in itself it's um you know vegans uh there's a lot of people i could probably pull but how to run healthy in a vegan diet. But anyway, we're not talking about that right now. We're just talking about whole foods that help us recover every day that are easy to, to get. Number two, a protein shake or a smoothie. And mm. I, I personally am a big fan of them. They just take a while to make. And it's a lot of ingredients and I'm sitting there and it's like a cleanup. So I should probably take it more. Um, but it is an easy food and you get a whole lot of you get a lot of stuff in there. And if you throw some protein powders in there, then you can even, uh, I guess that's why it's called protein shake, but you can even get some, some decent 
calories and and you get your protein so it becomes like a full meal in itself throw some avocados in there protein powder and whatever berries and bananas that you can get real natural occurring sugars what's your take on it yeah you, you take basically shake you're making a liquid meal so yep. uh the for me i always think of a shake as it and the basic ingredient is milk uh, so I, I'm pretty lazy. I don't make shakes, but I will have berries with my porridge and I, uh, I might, so I, it, it, it's how you vary it. If, if you love making shakes and drinking them, that's great. For me, I would make a, a latte with, uh, with semi skim milk, uh, and probably have a bowl of porridge with berries on. So you could do the other. You could just get your milk and put the berries in and mix it up and put an avocado in there, uh, and end up with, with the same form in a liquid form. Uh, again, make your own. Don't buy them. If you buy them, they're going to add loads and loads of added sugars in, in the drinks mm. as well. And don't add sugars to them because there's enough sugars in the milk that you're making. So that's the only concern with shakes. Don't buy shop-bought shakes. Make your own. Uh, and then you know what's gone into it. You know you're just putting in. You, know, you could even make it with skim milk. Just put skim milk uh, if that's what you're worried about. Uh, you could, if you're a vegan, you can put soy milk, almond milk, coconut milk. The, the, the options are huge. And then as a fruit, berries are the best, I think. Just throw some berries in there to mix it up and make a shake. Yeah. Uh, and, and a great recovery drink after you've been training. You know, you're yeah. getting the protein and the carbohydrates. Uh, and, and I would even, you know, you know, if you put an, uh, an avocado in there, you're also getting some great essential fats in, in at the same time. So. A, a previous podcast we did, just got to remember that it, it's not a bottomless pit. You know, you can over over recover yes. and take too many calories in. And, and a shake is a simple way of getting calories in quickly. So it could be a cause of people putting on weight if they take shakes because they're taking too much food in. Uh, so that's something just to be aware of with them. All right, number three, I'm shaking it up. I know we had it in a list earlier, but uh, I did say rice. And mm. there's different types of rices, and I eat different types of rices depending on where I'm at my training cycle or even the day. So I'm a big fan of white rice after uh, a hard workout day or if I'm fueling for a big workout the next day. But usually just daily, it's usually brown rice or black rice. And I love the way black rice tastes. I think it's uh it, it just it's, there's blue rices out there. Um, there's so many different types of rices. But uh, fun fact: black rice is actually not rice. It is actually grass. Um, so it, it it looks like rice and it cooks like rice, but it, it is more of a, a grass vegetable that is super high in carbs. Like the the carbs are really high, but it also has a shit ton of fiber in it. So what's your what's your take on rice? Yes, yeah, so in Japan we eat polished uh, white rice. So generally, you you get the the rice uh, and you take it to a, a a machine that processes it and strips out all what I consider all the good benefits from it: <laughs> the, the fiber, uh, the husks of the fiber that uh, that protect us. Uh, the we, we, and so so yes, but but white rice does taste good. It, it's a simple carbohydrate. So as as a rule, yeah. Brown rice is is the best way to go if you can. The unrefined brown rice, it's it's as as it comes well not out of the ground but off the husk, uh, and it's going to give you the protein. I think about six percent protein in rice. It's going to give you the the fiber, the natural fibers which are protective, uh, and and the carbohydrates. White rice is simple. White rice, it's it's very close to sugar in in many ways. It gets absorbed very quickly, so long term. Uh, there is a problem with us having too many simple sugars. However, having said that, 
when I'm preparing for a race, and it, I, I don't seem to be the only one that does it these days, is that, you know, my carbo loading is, is I go to, to rice as my diet. So, uh, it, it, cause white rice, it's had all the fiber stripped out of it. So I'm not going to the loo. It just gets turned straight into carbs, gets stored. So as a, as a recovery meal, if your stomach's a bit tired, it gets absorbed quickly. As a, as a pre-race meal, it's fantastic because it's a simple carbohydrates that are going to get uh, into the system really quickly. Uh, so yeah, I, I like white rice. Uh, but as you say, we should be having brown rice on a daily basis. I don't, we don't get, uh, black rice in, in Japan as it happens. So it's not readily available here. Oh, it's no. brown rice, which we call genmai or white rice. Oh, wow. Yeah. There's, yeah. there's black rice. I've seen some blue rices, red rice, mm-hmm. um, out here. So yeah, that, I, I really like the red rice is really strong. But um, yeah, all those all those colored rices they they end up they're similar to potatoes where you know you start getting into the colors and there's more fiber and there's more micronutrients and um, mm-hmm. I wouldn't have black rice one hour before a race but uh, or even brown rice but um, you know it's really good just as daily which leads us to number four potatoes and break. This episode is brought to you by Energy Coaching, which is Mike Tree's coaching service. Mike and his team of coaches work with beginners to pros and all levels in between. No one is too fast and no one is too slow. They just want a desire to learn and improve. They focus on 1500 meter races to marathon running and triathlon training. Energy Coaching is constantly overbooked. So Instagram and this new podcast venture, Trees and D Lake, gives Mike and the rest of his energy coaching team a way to reach out to more people and help them. Contact Mike and his team at the letters nrg-coaching.com or go to the link in the show notes. And back to the show. Number four, potatoes. And again, there's an oscillating kind of scale where one end, most of the time I'm trying to eat sweet potatoes. They taste phenomenal uh, with salt and... um, basically salt and a little bit of pepper. I think sweet potatoes, they mm-hmm. have that like sweet sour, or not sweet sour, but that like sweet and salty type thing going on. And um, you don't need to add any extra sugar to them. But yep, yeah, sweet potatoes are phenomenal most of the time. And then there's white potatoes. Another fun fact about white potatoes, <laughs> certain white potatoes are actually higher in fiber than others. And um, I think there's like golden white potatoes, uh, or yellow white potatoes, and then there's like the the brown white potatoes. So certain ones, depending on what they are, and you might have that uh, you know at your disposal, you can have the information, are going to be closer to sugar, as in white rice, and then others will be closer to a sweet potato. But um, I just lump all white potatoes as in just a quick quick starch. What do you think about that? Do you eat potatoes? Are you a big fan now? Yeah, I'm I'm from England, so uh, <laughs> we we all eat potatoes uh, in England. It's our staple diet. Uh, again, yeah, it, it seems that uh, potatoes, uh, as you call white potatoes, they're considered to be high on the, the glycemic index, they're closer to simple sugars, uh, and, and sweet potatoes are meant to be lower on the glycemic index uh, and so healthier. So if you have a choice, I would say that sweet potatoes currently are, are more in favor than white potato. But having said that, if you're getting something out the ground and you're having a baked potato and you've got the skin on it, I think it's a pretty good healthy source because you're getting the fiber, uh, the protective fiber with the the simple sugars at the same time. And it seems to be when you eat the fiber at the same time 
as a simple sugar, it has a bit of a protective uh, covering around it. If you just strip all the sugar out uh, and, and make chips with it, I think you're not getting a healthy diet. It depends how you eat the potatoes. You'd have to be a pretty strict nutritionist to say a baked potato, because it's a simple white potato, is not particularly healthy for you. Uh, I, but you'd have to be also, you know, uh, a tougher man than me to, to argue that chips, uh, or you call them potato fries, are healthy. I mean, they're, they're processed, <laughs> they, they're in oils, bad oils. Exactly. It's oil and there's no, there's no fiber. Yeah, there's no skin on it. So it just ends up being, it's a stripped down form of it. Uh, but sweet potatoes, yeah, I, I love them. They're one of my favorite foods. So, uh, yeah, I would pick sweet potatoes over white potatoes every day of the week. But having said that, a baked potato or just boiled potatoes, I, I don't think there's anything negative. I'm all for any kind of natural food. Uh, and getting a balance in it. So if you process it, so tortilla, well, not tortilla, but potato chips, as you call them, we call them potato crisps in England. Yeah, I wouldn't exactly consider that as a potato. It's been processed <laughs> too much. Yeah. And I try to stay off uh, pre-chopped up uh, oven-ready chips and things like that. So if I'm going to make chips, I'll make my own chips from a potato there and then. So I know what I've done to it. Number five, berries. And I, you know, we could easily go down the route of all fruits because it just gets too, it gets too broad. We're trying to stay specific here. I like to eat berries. One, they taste great. Two, um, and you could probably talk about the science of this, the antioxidants. And mm. uh, antioxidants are usually good for endurance athletes. I have read some studies, and I won't talk about that today, that uh, antioxidants actually are not good for endurance athletes at certain times of their training periods. We won't go down that route, but uh, yeah, tell me, tell me about berries and tell me what, what berries that you eat that you think are good for recovery. Well, again, it, it comes out, I mean, it, this is where research will say X is good for you and Y is bad for you and uh, <laughs> getting lots of arguments and uh, it, it's getting a balance. You know, if you just eat berries all the time, I'm sure that's not good for you, but uh, if you just ate rice all the time, it's not good for you. If you're getting a balanced side of everything, that's the, the, the thing. So. What, what these researchers tend to do is when they push something that, that's good or bad, it, it depends on how much you're getting of it uh, and what you're looking for. Uh, and so everything will have pluses and minuses. Uh, yeah, they're very low calorie. Berries are great because they're very low calorie, so they're not actually that high in, in sugar content. They are a natural source of antioxidant, and so they're important for cardiovascular health. A great source of vitamin C, as we know. They're, uh, they help you know, strengthen the capillaries and they might even they dampen uh, inflammation in the body so uh, i tend to have berries every day i'll have porridge because oatmeal is also you know a good way of uh, keeping cholesterol down uh, good heart health uh, and then sweeten it with the berries uh, i my my favorite is raspberries uh, every time raspberries but blueberries are also awesome strawberries any kind of berry i, I love them all uh, and, and can eat them all day long uh, so greater snacks uh, as well it's just a great healthy food to be having so berries uh, definitely should be consumed every day in my view all right number six nut butters and i kept this one broad because i am allergic to tree nuts and tree nuts are basically everything except peanuts and coconuts. Um, so I've got a, and that's what I'm allergic to. So almonds, I can't have walnuts, the whole list of pistachios, which is, makes me very sad 
because I know the health benefits of almonds is phenomenal. And I can't have them because I will die. So <laughs> it's wow. better that I stay alive and don't have them. So the only nut butter that I can have is peanut butter. And um, I'm not allergic to hazelnut. So uh, again, I love these fun facts. Everyone gets a fun fact on, on every, every one of these numbers. Um, there's different levels of nut tree nut allergies. I met a guy that also was allergic to tree nuts. He could have almonds, but not hazelnut and not mm. walnuts. I can't have almonds, but I can have hazelnuts. So there's like this like hierarchy of tree nuts and depending on the family. Um, and uh, tree nuts are actually also in the same family as certain ones, uh, peaches and plums and if you if you actually eat a, a peach or a plum and you look at the the pit the core it looks mm-hmm. exactly like an almond and it wasn't until i was eating a plum and i looked at it, i was like oh my god and actually i uh i get allergic reactions from peaches and mangoes very very mild but they're in the same family as as almonds and nuts so that i digress on that that's just because podcast and we like to talk a little bit of shit so um i think mike is okay. Just got up just to show you. I mean, literally, when we talk about nuts, <laughs> you know, for people listening to podcasts, I just pulled a, a packet of natural mixed nuts uh, from next to me. So I, uh, yeah. I eat them all every day as snacks. So uh, yeah, at the moment, I'm uh, eating a few too many cookies just uh, as my, <laughs> my, when my leg was hurting. Uh, that was just stress release. But yeah, nuts. Tell me, tell me when when you should eat them and when you should not because. You can, oh, you can overdose on nuts. Like there, there's a lot of calories in them. Well, they're very um, fattening. The yeah. thing is they're super high calorie. So that's the main thing. It's just, it's a, a, a little, I mean, it, it is only a few that you need. So uh, just be careful not to overeat on them. And I would recommend, you know, just measuring them out, working out how many calories are. I mean, a uh, typical serving, you know, just a few handful is, you know, you have to 200 calories super quick, but they, they're full of essential fats and great, you know, very healthy, low in, in sugars uh, and packed full of minerals. So, you know, they, they are really good for us. And, and going back to your peanut butter, I mean, we, in a sense, we're covering nuts and, and peanuts. We're, we're doing, we're doing both. Yeah, we're doing six and seven, Nut, nuts and salted nuts. If it's a peanut spread... I only go for the natural one with the oil on top mm. so that I look for uh, any any kind of almond spread or I mean, almonds are great. Uh, peanuts, uh, not quite as good, but they're still pretty good in my view. And I, I, I actually like the taste of peanut butter more than I do of almond butter. But I'll get a natural one with no oils added uh, because often they add palm oil, salt and sugar to them, which makes them less healthy. And uh, But it, it makes it look nicer and come out the jar nicer but uh, if you just get a, a a peanut oil a peanut butter or a an almond butter or something like that uh, and it's natural the oil will float the top you've got to stir it with a knife and it takes about five minutes to get the whole <laughs> thing all stirred up and it's a pain but uh it, it's healthy it's the natural food and and, and it's a great healthy snack that uh, i like to have with uh, with bananas actually so one of my pre-training uh, food that I, I do when I wake up in the morning is I'll have a cup of coffee and I'll get a banana and I'll just spread a thin layer of uh, almond butter on the banana uh, and that gives me some sugar, some fats, some protein uh, and I'm ready to go. I mean again nuts are, as well as being a high source of essential fats uh, they're also very high in protein as well which is is great. Uh, so I think you know the typical uh, the balance it's sort of uh, uh, if, if you're taking peanut butter, for example, a typical serving would be seven grams of protein, it says here. It's, so it's equal protein and carbs. 
and then double the, the for fats. So seven grams protein, seven grams of carbs, and 16 grams of fat is the, the balance that you get. Uh, and of that, in peanut butter, it's 13 grams is monosaturated and three grams of saturated fats. So it's a high source of unsaturated uh, fats. Uh, and you're also getting fiber. Uh, and you're getting a, if you're getting a non-added sugar, you're only getting three grams of sugar per hundred grams. Uh, so it's it's not too bad about actual sugars. Uh, and again, peanut butters uh, they're high in calcium, magnesium, phosphorus, potassium, uh, and so yeah, it, it's a pretty healthy spread to put on on your your bread uh, to go. It's much better than putting jam uh, on, on there. So yeah, I'm. In, into my uh, peanut butters. Uh, and also it's suggested that taking something like peanut butter kickstarts the metabolism uh, as well in the morning and, and helps. They, they're suggesting maybe a little bit of peanut butter before racing will help uh, spare the, the carbohydrate stores for longer when you're running a marathon. Mm. So that's quite an interesting fact. All right, well, that, that leads us to the final one, number seven. I mean, this could go on and on. But uh, this is, we, we've already spoken actually about salted nuts. You pulled out the bag. Mm. Since I can't eat nuts, I can only eat peanuts, which actually are not nuts. They're actually legumes. And legumes are mm -hmm. closer to beans than they are nuts uh, in the kind of uh, scientific tree family. But seeds, I can eat seeds. And uh, in particular, pumpkin seeds and sunflower seeds are my jam. So um, I usually, what I, what I like to do as a nice little snack is some dark chocolate cacao nibs um this is usually in the off season if i'm in the in the race build if i'm training really hard i usually am snacking on carbohydrates as i need them and i recover better from them but if i'm in the off season and i'm just chilling doing a lot of base work i don't need that many carbs um i'll have a handful of seeds so pumpkin sunflower i'll get them salted i might uh put a bit of spray oil rice oil toast them in the oven that's quite nice. And maybe throw in uh, some sultanas. They call them sultanas here, raisins, as they say in the States. And that's like, that's like this nice balance. It's like a trail mix of sorts for me. And then I get a lot of the nutrients that I'm missing out on with my nuts. So I'm just going to lump all nuts and seeds together. And it's salted. So you get that salt kick that a lot of endurance athletes need because we're sweating. We need to replace those electrolytes. Mm -hmm. So what's your, what's your take on that? Yes, yeah, so as long as you're doing the sport, I mean, you've got to remember that salts uh, can give you high blood pressure. They're, they're, we can get too many salts. That's the only proviso that it, I would say it's best to buy something unsalted. And if you're going to put salt on, add your own salt on, then you know how much salt you're getting. Uh, but seeds and nuts, yeah, essential fats and oils, they're fantastic. Also high in, in protein, low in sugar. Uh, so they're very good uh, for us. Uh, I mean, they, you know, seeds and nuts, they help support the growth of the blood cells and they strengthen the bones. Uh, so, of course, they, they're very good at promoting you know, healthy oxygen transmission around the body uh, and uh, a strong structure, you know, so they'll, they'll help build bones, which gives you a strong structure as you're pounding the pavements. Uh, you know, whether they, you know, you, since people would argue they, they help by building strong bone structure, it helps reduce the risk of injury. I would argue that just it, it's not just eating the, the nuts per se, it, it's getting a good balanced diet of everything. Uh, and it, 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 this really wraps it up. It's, it's not just the nuts. It's not just taking the fish oil. It's not just having brown rice. It's not just the sweet potatoes. It's everything. 
uh, and it's a balanced diet and having as much variety as possible. So uh, what I would like to to say uh, as a summary for this, in, in the West, we have what we call it, I don't know if I have in Australia, we have five a day. Oh, this is one of my five a day. It's good for me. One of my five a day. Well, that, that's so ridiculous. I've got to have five, you know, fruit and vegetables, you know, five a day to have a healthy diet. You know, and someone will have a, a, a packet of crisps or a packet of fries, as, as chips, as you call them uh, in America. Uh, and then say, yeah, that's a vegetable. That's one of my five a day. In Japan, it's 30 a day. So you have to have 30 different food types a day. That's the difference. So the reason that the Japanese have the longest life expectancy in the world is every day, you know, people will be attempting to eat 30 different kinds of food types. And if those are unprocessed natural whole foods, that's a pretty healthy diet. Uh, and so, you know, a potato, yeah, some berries, yes, some nuts, some seeds, some broccoli, some cabbage, uh, an orange, uh, an apple. You soon, it's quite difficult to get up to 30 a day, a bit of milk. So 30 different kinds of food types. I don't always get there, but it's, it's a nice little goal to make sure I'm getting that kind of variety in my food. I think if you attempt to get that far down the line, you're going to be eating a pretty healthy diet. Let's go. Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Aaron So, a.k.a. D-Lake. Tips and tactics, you could train like a pro. This cast to help you and faster than you could go. All the PRs you could beat, of course, records that comes in your upcoming season. Right? Don't you agree? Endurance sports, a metaphor for life. That's that metaphor, baby. Eating clean so you can rest and sleep all night. Don't master a lot, don't master a little, just stay in the middle. Don't master all, don't master none. Just be, just be a master of some. Is the health and fitness internet too much sometimes? Too many conflicting articles and videos that confuse you on how to train and eat right? Or you don't have time to just read and watch everything about, I don't know, the new trends on carb cycling for trail running. Don't worry, we'll take care of all that for you. Sign up for our free email newsletter, Three Thing Thursday. One, two, three. We'll put three perfectly curated and created things in your inbox for better living and training. Go to delatecreates.com slash TTT. We do the hard time consuming work and scour the health and fitness internet's deepest and darkest corners. This is so that every Thursday, you have a piping hot new email with the latest and coolest tips, tricks, tools, tactics, and skills. All so that you can train and live consistently to do dope shit in your next endurance event. If you sign up now, you can receive my quick guide on how to get healthy, stay fit, and use data to create habits that last a lifetime. That's delatecreates.com slash TTT to be inspired and motivated on the regular. Time. Time is a resource no one can make more of, so we appreciate you taking precious time out of your day to listen this far. Our goal is to show the world how to live better through running, cycling, and triathlon. The episode and many others have a transcription. Go to the show notes description to find out more. This was produced in Sydney, Australia, and I'd like to acknowledge the Gadigal of the Eora Nation, who are the traditional custodians of this land. I pay my respects to the elders, past, present, and future. I recognize their continuing connection to the land, waters, and culture. These lands were stolen and sovereignty was never ceded. If you like this episode, again, we'd highly appreciate it if you go on whatever app you listen to and make sure to follow d Creates Podcast. We're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon, Acast, and a bunch of others. And if you're feeling real loose, a rating, review, or share of this episode to anyone you know that would be into something like this would be amazing. If you have any questions, concerns, suggestions for the episode, or hell, you want to be on the show, hit us up. The best way is to email talk, T-A-L-K, at dlakecreates.com 
We're also on the socials, mainly Instagram. You can hit up Mike Trees at the letters run.nrg. Or you can hit me up on Instagram at dlakecreates.com. Or just wherever you can find us is fine. If you need any transcripts, you're into podcasting, or let's say you just are big into accessibility, please use the company that we use, SpeechDocs. You can check them out at speechdocs.com. Don't worry if you didn't get all that. There's a link in the show notes description. Thank you again so much for listening. Peace.